right, girls, let's get 2024 off to a great start. I'm bringing back the program that sparked it all. Pruning to Prosper didn't start as a podcast. It started as an idea, an idea to help women clear the stuff that is preventing them from being the woman God is calling them to be. Beginning January 14th, we embark on a six-week journey of faith-based, inspired action to get your heart, home, and wallet in line with God's plan for you. And guess what? It's not at 5 a.m. Yay! Join me every Sunday from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for the weekly prayer, lesson, discussion, and one-to-one coaching. And Wednesday evenings from 8 to 9 p.m. for accountability, questions, motivation, and more coaching. Even better than the relevant topics is the tribe of like-minded women you will meet. I have met the greatest women through this podcast and these programs, and you will too. Click the link in the show notes to sign up. The Zoom link will be emailed one week ahead of time. I hope to see you there. Now let's get to today's podcast episode. Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God, and that you are not your own? For you have been purchased at a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Pruning to Prosper. I'm your host, Gina Morton. And as December chugs along, we are continuing in this theme that I've had um, of stewardship. Today, I'm going to hit on a topic that I have never hit on before, and that is our bodies. So I don't really talk about like weight loss or fitness on this channel, um, but our bodies are a temple of the Holy Spirit. And there's a great line from a, a Jimmy Buffett song that says, I treat my body like a temple. You treat yours like a tent. And today, I want to give you a couple ways that we can maybe take our bodies from a tent for the Holy Spirit to a temple for the Holy Spirit. And I know with the new year, a lot of people set fitness goals. And I, you know, just want you to start considering how are you treating the one body that you have been given? And really, the reason I talk about clutter and money and mindset and um, the making the meals and all that stuff is because it really is all tied together. And there's studies that have been, have linked um, clutter and debt to being obese. So the more clutter you have and the more debt you have that you can't get out of in two years, the more likely you will be obese, okay? So let's try to turn those tables a little bit today with some ideas. Um, I always love, and this is another like, I don't have studies on this, but I really believe it in my entire heart. So when I go to a client's house for the first time. And most times I've never met the person in real life. Maybe we did a 30-minute discovery call on Zoom, but other than that, they might be a total stranger to me. And it's always the same because I'll tell them, please don't tidy before I arrive. And in case you're new here, by the way, I'm a declutter coach. So I literally go into people's homes and I help them declutter. So they'll open their front door and they'll usually get like the little face that peeks out and they they always like size me up. I can always see them like, who's this chick and what is she going to tell me to do and is she going to judge me and all that kind of stuff. And they open the door very slowly and they're very nervous. But then we get to work and we work together for five hours. And over the course of five hours, you really get to know people. So I fall in love with every client I have because everyone 
I just think is such a wonderful, beautiful gift from God, and everyone has something to offer. So I really delight in all of my clients. And the thing that always cracks me up is that the second time I go back to people's homes, it's roughly always the same welcome that I get, which is like, they swing open the door, they're all excited, and they're like, oh my gosh, come in, see what else I've done. And I kid you not, they always look thinner to me. And I've never had the guts to ask if any of you are my clients and you want to tell me if you've lost weight since we've been working together, I'd be happy to hear your statistics. But I swear it's because when you release all this stuff that's weighing you down in your house, you are going to like lose the weight, okay? Peter Welsh, Walsh, he's like an Australian declutter guy. Um, He used to be on TV in the United States, but I really don't know how you can see him anymore. I think he does have a a show in Australia, but he wrote a book called Does This Clutter Make My Butt Look Big or Does This Clutter Make Me Fat or something like that because it really is linked. And studies, I don't know if I already said this or not, but there has been a study that linked increased levels of cortisol in women that live in cluttered homes. So that's the stress hormone. So all this stuff, you guys, the debt and the clutter is really like wreaking havoc on our bodies. So let's let's give you some practical things that you could maybe incorporate today or into the new year, okay? First thing, let's declutter the fridge and the pantry, okay? Let's the best thing to do is to get rid of anything that is junk or causing you to overeat or overindulge. I think one of the things that crushes me when I see people purchase it in the stores is bottled water. It's horrible for the environment. And for most places in the United States, you can simply turn on your faucet and get water. Maybe you have a filter, maybe you use a Brita filter, but there really isn't a need to pollute the earth with these plastic water bottles and spend money on it. So right there, it's like, I always say like, What's good for the earth is typically good for your body and your wallet, okay? So that can kind of be your litmus test going into 2024. Is this good for my my wallet? Is it good for the earth? Is it good for my body, okay? They typically go hand in hand. Um, individual snacks, I cannot stand, <laughs> okay? Um, I'm going to give you an example of my scout troop. So Scouts are broken into what we call patrols, which are kind of like their family, like their little mini family within the whole troop. And when we go camping, each patrol gets their budget to buy groceries and they plan their menu for the whole weekend. And then we, the adults, we're our own patrol and we also get a budget and we plan our our meals for the weekend. And it's always the same thing. And I just crack up because I don't know when these girls are going to learn, but they'll look at what we have to eat and they'll be like, oh my gosh, what's your budget? How do you guys eat like that? Because usually on Friday nights, we'll have like a beautiful charcuterie board with like the meats and the cheeses and some crackers and jam and olives. And that'll be that. Maybe a couple pieces of good chocolate. And then on Saturday morning, we'll have good coffee and fruit and maybe a bagel or eggs. Um, Then for lunch, we might have a big Cobb salad or sandwiches or something like that. And then for dinner, we've even had steak and roasted potatoes that I finish off in the cast iron skillet with butter and rosemary and 
olive oil and pepper and oh my gosh, and some veggies. And then on Sunday morning, we typically eat all the leftovers. There's usually like some fruit and charcuterie stuff left over, and that's our whole weekend of meals. But this is the difference between the adult patrol and the kid patrol. The kids are buying like all this stuff that's individually packaged, you know, like so they'll show up on Friday night and they're, we call it Cracker Barrel, like your, it's like your happy hour kind of a meal. We don't have a full meal usually on Friday night. We just, the kids eat at home and then we have a snack before bed. We'll have our charcuterie board, but the kids will typically bring like a tray of Oreos, you know, like a package of Oreo cookies, or they'll have, um, Pop-Tarts are huge in our patrol, or our, our scout troop, which are all like individual package, you know, or they'll bring like chips and like individual chippy bags or the individual cereal boxes or um, like individual granola bars or something like that, you know, but it's all like these individual packages. And what also gets me is they'll have a different juice for each girl in the patrol. It's like, well, she likes orange juice. She likes apple juice. She likes this. Or they'll buy the individual little juice boxes. And I'm like, you guys just spent $20 out of your $100 budget on drinks. Where's the adults drink? We drink water and we drink coffee or tea. That's really it. (laughs) So, and like all those individual snacky things they're horrible for the earth because of all the packaging, and they're usually completely processed in fake food. So it's horrible on your body. And they're expensive, okay? So if you can work on cutting out the individual snack things, any kind of drink that is not just like water and maybe some coffee or tea in the morning if you like, but any kind of sodas or Gatorades or just juices or iced teas or fountain drinks, all that kind of stuff. No, no, no. Okay. Um, How you can encourage yourself to eat better would be to have the things that are healthy, easier, and uh, readily available. Okay. So like you might buy carrots and celery and peppers and all the great things, but then how often do we throw these things away because we just don't feel like cutting up celery? So you know what? You have to take the time. You have a few minutes in your day, okay? You can pop on this podcast and maybe on Saturday mornings, instead of doing a declutter, maybe you prep some food. Maybe you get baby carrots instead of big carrots. And then maybe you slice up some celery, you slice up some peppers, you slice up some cucumbers, and you make that front and center in your refrigerator. So when you get the munchies and you go into the fridge and you're just kind of looking around for something, Grab the stuff that's easy, okay? Grab the stuff that's healthy, but you have to make it easy. If you're gonna, if you get like the munchies and then you have to go and like chop things and dice things, you're not gonna do it, okay? You're just gonna grab the chips or something that's super easy. So instead, make the healthy stuff um, just as easy to grab as the junky stuff. Okay, second, make a plan to get out of debt. Yes, that debt does make your butt look big. I'm sorry to say, but a lot of times it goes hand in hand, you guys. Again, because how are you spending your money? Are you spending your money eating out at fast foods? Are you going through drive-through? Like my son just got a debit card and I'm seeing a lot of junky like stuff from the convenience store coming home. And I said, you know, you're really going through your money quickly when you eat that way and when you start making those kind of habits. It's bad for your wallet. It's bad for your body. Um, but getting out of debt 
you have to, you just have to rip off the Band-Aid. Okay, you guys? And I really would encourage you to do the Ramit Seti conscious spending plan because that first section where you have your fixed income is really going to be an eye-opener for many people. If you don't have anything extra after your fixed incomes, you have to make some some tough decisions, okay? There are no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I really can't work with you if you're not going to make adjustments because there's, there's no wiggle room, okay? So you have to have some wiggle room. And it might mean getting rid of a car. It might mean maybe even moving to a more affordable location. But it's just you have to decide. At some point, you have to decide and say, I, I'm tired of living like this. I'm tired of being tired. I'm tired of not having energy. I'm tired of being broke. And you have to just draw a line in the sand and say, I'm not going back. And you didn't get this way overnight, whether it be your health or your finances or the clutter, and it's not going to be fixed overnight. But the best thing you can do is just start today and do one little baby step, okay? It's better to just do one little thing than do nothing, okay? Get, you know, and just like the five-minute declutter on Saturdays. Like the whole idea behind that is so that you can have a manageable task, all right? Sometimes I walk into homes that I'm hired to declutter and I get overwhelmed and I just think, okay, Gina, what would I do? What would I tell my my listeners? I would say, begin with one thing. Begin with the trash. Begin with the stuff that doesn't belong in that room. Begin in a corner. Begin somewhere, okay? And just decide that I'm going to work five minutes every day in this area. All right, next, let's move on. So make a plan. One, clear the fridge in the pantry. Two, make a plan to get out of debt. Three, you've got to get outside and you've got to pray. So I want you to clear your calendar to allow time to get outside and walk and to pray. If you get to the pearly gates and God is like, you didn't give me even five minutes a day, what are you going to say? Like, honestly, you guys, like, even if you just walk around the, the street a little bit up and down your block and just start giving thanks for everything. I said to my daughter the other day, I said, you know, what if you woke up tomorrow with only the things you gave thanks for today? What would you have? Okay, the bare minimum is 15 minutes a day. That's why the rosary takes about 15 minutes. I have come to learn that I cannot miss the rosary first thing in the morning. If I don't pray my rosary, I am a bear to live with. <laughs> I will tell you, I am not nice to live with if I haven't prayed my rosary. Um, and it really doesn't help me much to do it in the afternoon. Like I have to do it before people get up. That's my thing. So I would encourage you to get outside. You need that vitamin D. Just start walking. Who cares if you can only walk to the edge of your driveway and back? Just get started, okay? Fourth, nothing good happens after 10 p.m. So just go to bed. Get your sleep, okay? Sleep is so important for our bodies to recharge and rejuvenate. And if you're exercising, it's when your muscles rebuild and they heal. And um, as soon as, you know, it's funny, like a lot of people, they get the munchies at like 10 o'clock at night. They're watching TV and they're like, oh, let me go get a snack or whatever. You know what that is? Like your body is fighting to stay awake. And so you're not going to fall asleep while you're eating. So your body's like, oh, 
I know what'll help her stay awake. Have another glass of wine. Go get something to eat. Then you'll stay awake. When you get up to go to the fridge or you get up to pour that other glass of wine, don't sit back down. Go to bed. Okay? It's your body saying, I'm tired. Just go to bed. Okay? Number five, clear the clutter. Okay? I always begin in a house that's like, if I'm hired to do the whole house, we always begin in the woman's wardrobe. And the reason why is because I want everything in her wardrobe to fit, flatter, and make her feel fabulous. And if you open your closet doors and 50, 60% of the stuff you either don't like or doesn't fit, you're going to begin your day feeling like crap because you're like, immediately, it smacks you in the face that you haven't exercised, you haven't done this, you haven't done that, you didn't take that to the dry cleaners, you didn't get that hemmed, right? We don't need that, right? First thing in the morning. So clear your wardrobe out of anything that doesn't fit, flatter, and make you feel fabulous. Um, Same with your kitchen. If you want to cook healthy meals, you've got to have a clean kitchen, okay? Um, If you have to clean like the dishes or the countertop before you can even begin to make the meal, you're going to be exhausted. It's just like when we have to clean our homes, if you're spending an hour just picking up stuff off the floor before you can even vacuum, you're going to be like, oh my gosh, I'm exhausted and I just vacuumed. You didn't just vacuum, you tidied up for an hour, okay? So a clean kitchen is going to really make meal planning and meal preparation so much easier. And it doesn't have to be fancy meals. It can just be simple things that are good for you, good for your family. Um, And you know what? If you're saying right now, like, my kids won't eat healthy, I'm sorry. You're the mom. You are the mom. And it is time for you to turn that ship around and start offering your kids healthier options because you're not doing them any favors. You're like, we're not here to be their friends. My daughter referred to me today. What did she say? It was so cute. It was, um, she referred to me as her future friend. She, cause she was, I heard her talking to my other daughter. She goes, mom's my future friend. And I thought that's so true because she'll sometimes say like that she's my friend. And I say, no, I'm not your friend because one, it's too much weight on a child to carry the the responsibility of being an adult friendship, okay? It's your kids are not your friends. You're their parent first. And if you do a good job, like I'm hoping to do a good job, then they will be our friends, okay? Then they're going to come home with their grandkids and visit us. But right now, you are the mom. And it is our job to raise them up in the way that they should go. And that includes our faith. And that includes our finances. That includes our fitness. And that includes our food how you feed in your kids, okay? This is all the stuff that they are going to use every single day for the rest of their lives, and they are not taught in school. This is our job. So um, let's move on. A clear bedroom makes sleep a priority. So, you know, after I do the women's wardrobe, we usually move into the bedroom. A clear office is going to make paying the bills and running your home easier and more enjoyable. And you're going to be able to track your money better if you have a clean and organized method of paying your bills and running your home. If your desk is a hot mess, chances are your finances are a hot mess. When I used to work for this, um, it was like a job I had after college. And um, I forget what it was. It was like an auto, auto parts kind of a store. Not a store, a factory, manufacturer. 
And it really was like the most depressing place to work. There was no windows. Like you felt like you worked in a casino because it was like you didn't know what time of day it was. And in the winter, you'd come in and it was dark and you'd go home and it was dark. Like (laughs) it was. And the only people that got outside were the people that smoked. But anyway, I don't know if like morale was down or numbers were down or what the deal was, but they ended up hiring this man that was kind of like a life coach, but for businesses. And he was, I just fell in love with him from the first day. And I've thought about him over the years. I thought, whatever that job title is, that's what I would love to be. Um, But the first day he came to our office, he made everybody clear off their desk. And he said, this is what we're going to work on this first week. That's it. Every day at the end of your workday, you clear off your desk because when you arrive in the morning, you want to arrive to a nice, clear desk and you're going to be a much more efficient worker. And again, it's like opening your closet to nothing that fits. When you walk into your office and your desk is covered with stuff, you're just like, oh my God. And it's hitting you with all these insults of like what you didn't get done and what you didn't accomplish and how much you procrastinated, right? You don't need that. Get your office organized, get your paper clutter under control, get your bills onto a good system. And when your bills are on a good system, then you're probably going to avoid debt and useless fees and overdrafts and that kind of thing. Okay. Um, Again, it's all kind of tied together, you guys. Okay. And I'm here to help you. I hope this podcast gives you some good ideas and it gets you motivated. If you want to work with me one-to-one, I do budget coaching. Um, That's $60 an hour. And I recommend once a month for four months. And then we do weekly check-ins on the phone or a text or an email or something like that just to make sure you're staying on course. Um, If you want to sign up for the Pruning to Prosper group coaching, that is available. The details are in the show notes for that. That's gonna You're going to learn how to declutter your wardrobe. You're going to come up with a meal plan. You're going to figure out a budget for that meal plan. Um, I don't do a full home budget because I've had people with such differing household incomes that it's kind of like a little bit too much to share in a group. So we're all going to just do our, our grocery budgets. That kind of keeps things a little bit more easy, um, even. And that way people can kind of... Um, commiserate a little bit on like the cost of food and all that kind of stuff. And then we we swap meal ideas and you'll have a meal plan that is really for your own family, okay? Because I'm not going to just say like, oh, this is what everyone in the group is going to make tonight for dinner because that might not work in your family. So it's going to be real foods that your family will eat, okay? Um, and then we move into just like running of your home and overwhelm and kind of routines and all that kind of stuff. And there will most likely be an opportunity for one-to-one coaching. So I call it kind of like the spotlight. So each week, one of the students is like our spotlight student. And it's always everyone's favorite part of the program because even if you think like, well, their problems are not my problems, it will usually um, resonate with you. And you'll usually, the advice or the discussion, you can usually say like, oh, that applies to me in this area of my life. Okay. So the details are in the show notes for that. And I would love to meet you if you're so inclined to do that. Otherwise, have a great day and I will see you on Saturday for a five minute declutter with me. Take care.